You're listening to Art and Magic, and I'm your host, Devin Walls. Hi, everyone. So technically, we don't have an official episode this week. As I mentioned in last week's episode, we are now on our regularly scheduled programming of episodes that come out every other Wednesday. However, I wanted to give you a little peek into what you can expect over on the Patreon. In the first week of every month, I release a special, exclusive, Patreon-only bonus podcast episode, and I thought it would be fun to give you a little preview of May's episode that just came out, which is all about completing a body of work. The episodes I share over on Patreon are a little less edited, but not much, and the guests are typically people that I have a closer relationship with or know in real life. That being said, we have been and are going to continue to get into some very juicy and pertinent topics over there. So if you just can't get enough of the show or you wish that you had an extra episode a month for $5 a month, you can have that. Whether you make your way over to the Patreon or not, I think this month's episode is very applicable to all of us working very hard in our studio, trying to get cohesive bodies of work together. So I think you'll really enjoy this beginning clip. And if you would like to hear the full episode, you can head over to the Patreon and the link for that is in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the May Patreon exclusive bonus episode of the podcast. I thought it would be fun this month to talk all about completing a body of work and I'm going to give you my seven best tips for survival, completion, and success with minimal pains and the most reward. I know this is something that can be really daunting for people, um, mainly because completing a body of work asks us to commit on a longer haul project and we're going to get even more into that. Um, and but and also because it asks us to be consistent. And I know that's something we also tend to struggle with. Um, there's a bit more restraint with a body of work and maybe even some rules, which we're also kind of going to talk about what that might mean. However, I also think that there's a lot of reward and there's a lot of benefit to doing a longer project, namely a body of work in this case. So before I get into the tips for you, let's talk a little bit about like what a body of work actually is and why you would want to do one. So when I say body of work, that's a general term. It can mean a lot of things. I'm talking specifically about a series of pieces or a collection, um, which can also be referred to as a body of work. Sometimes I think people say body of work, meaning your entire body of work, just depending on the context. But for the sake of this episode, I mean... Um, a series of pieces or a collection. And I think the amount of pieces in that collection is totally up to the artist. It could be anything from four pieces to 25 pieces. That's really up to you. Um, For me personally, I think eight to 12 is a good number of works to have enough pieces to show what you're trying to accomplish, to show how they might all go together. That's also probably the minimum amount of pieces if you were going to do a show, like a solo show with these works. And I think that gives you enough pieces to really get into your idea without feeling overwhelmed, especially if this is one of the first larger series that you're going to be doing. People absolutely do huge body of works that take them like over a year. um, And I think that's great too. But if you're just starting out, maybe aiming for around 8, 10, 12 could be a good number. 
So why do this? Why aim to create a group of works that go together rather than just painting one piece after the next? Well, that's going to depend a little bit on where you're at and your goals. But uh, for one thing, creating a series of work shows some ability. It's, it's a higher ability to be able to create a group that took you longer, that is consistent and orients around a certain theme or question. If you're interested in exhibiting your work, having a consistent body of work is something that you're going to need to show. So it's good for your portfolio. Um, with a body of work that you create, you might be at the point where you want to pitch that to galleries. You might be at a point where you just want to showcase it on your website so that um, if certain people like a gallerist or somebody else with a bigger opportunity for you comes to your website, they can see uh, what you're capable of. I think it's a really great way to showcase your style and your talent. And in general, actually having collections of work on hand ready to go is a smart move. Again, depending on where you're at and what your goals are. I was just talking with a friend who um, <laughs> was down the rabbit hole of Reddit for artists, which I don't frequent that often, but she was reporting back that um, somebody had mentioned that the nature of being an artist is that you could have crickets for years, right? Like not get a single invitation or a single acceptance. And then one year you could get three galleries in a row asking you for a show. Um, and again, galleries might not be your goal, etc. However, in that circumstance, it's good to have work on hand that you can show. It's good to have consistent body of work ready to go that you can do something with um, because especially in the beginning it can happen like that and I will actually say that the two solo shows I've had over the past couple years only happened because I had an almost ready to go solo show on hand. Usually they have come in with relatively short notice for such a large show only giving me enough time to create like the last couple pieces to round out the collection. So I've been really thankful that this is something I've um, embarked on on my own so that I was ready when those opportunities came a knocking. Okay, so maybe all of that doesn't apply to you at all and in fact feels incredibly overwhelming fear not. I think there's other reasons why you would want to create a collection of work. For one, if you sell your own work, batching the tasks together can actually create a lot of ease. So as opposed to painting a piece, photographing it, sharing it, putting it up online for sale, having it sell, and then ship it out, um, and then repeating that process over and over in all of these disjointed, like, periods of time, I find it much easier to be like, okay, now I'm in creation phase. Now I'm in talking about the work phase. Um, and batching it in that way feels much more conducive to my process. Um, if you are at the selling level, and don't worry if you're not, I'm going to talk about that in a second too. Uh, but if you are at the selling level, having a body of work is a great way to engage your collectors. It's a great way to present an idea. It's almost like you're presenting a journey that you've gone on, and it gives them something to dive into a little bit more and experience and look forward to the reveal of all these pieces that go together. I think this can really help your collectors get to know you and what you're about. And again, it gives you a way to have something to present that's a little um, bit longer term and have a little more meat to it. Okay, so if you're totally uninterested in showing your work, 
totally overwhelmed by selling or even sharing your work at this point, I still think that there's reasons why you might want to embark on the journey of creating a collection. And the main one is, is it helps you grow as an artist. The truth is, is it is a little more challenging, I've found, to create a group of pieces that speak to each other than to create one-off pieces that are disconnected from one another. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that, by the way, and I think there's lots of artists who do only create one-off pieces. However, if you're listening to this and your interest is sparked, you might see creating a body of work as an opportunity to dive deep and get a little more intimate with a certain subject or idea, which I'll also talk more about in a minute, as well as a way to strengthen your commitment and consistency skills. I don't think that these things tend to be the easiest for any of us. I think most of us artists err on the side of wanting to change our minds at any moment and create whatever we're feeling. And um, it's delayed gratification to work on something that, you know, takes longer. Yet, I also think that's where we can find a lot of reward. Um, So there's a growth edge there. And I would invite any artist, whether you're looking to sell, show or not, to challenge yourself with this. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty a little bit more. So your process for creating a body of work is going to be as unique as you are as an artist, and it should be. I think our individual approaches are in fact part of our style and part of the outcome. So that's really important to keep this process natural to you. So that being said, unfortunately, there is no template I can hand you. I wish there was. Um, But speaking from experience, anytime I've had someone try and hand me a template, whether it's for a body of work or even an idea for a single piece, it actually often ends up messing with my head more than it ends up helping me. Well, actually, bit of a backtrack there. I've gained a lot from the suggestions and things I've learned from others. Um, but more so in retrospect. Usually when I try and superimpose it onto my actual process, I end up frustrated. And it's more when I find my own way with things that I can kind of look back and be like, okay, I see where that advice fits in, but here's how I would do it in my own way. So actually, that's just a general statement about mentorship or advice from anybody in regards to your process. So I guess I'm saying all that as a bit of a disclaimer to the tips I'm about to share is... I'm hoping these can be helpful guidelines if you're just feeling really lost and really frustrated. Maybe something I'm going to say just sparks a little something in you that helps you move forward or even inspires you to create a body of work. They're not so much meant to be like hard guidelines or like I said, a template for you to follow exactly. First and foremost, like tip negative one or tip zero, the tip before I give you the first tip is to know that you finding your way within a body of work is not unlike you finding your way within a piece. Somebody could come in and like say something to help you out, but mostly it's it's you creating the path for yourself and that's what makes it art. Okay, disclaimer given. Tip number one, here we go. Tip number one is to identify the purpose of this body of work. So I kind of touched on this in the intro to everything here, but before you even begin asking questions about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, or before you start painting, I think this is like a helpful pause to take. And it's something that I wish I would have done earlier on in my series creations, because it's very easy to be like, okay, artists create collections. 
my turn. I'm going to create a collection. And you just dive into it. And then when you're in it, decisions get really hard to make because you're not actually sure why you're doing it other than the fact that you feel like you're supposed to be doing it. So some examples of purposes for your body of work could be, I want something to pitch to a gallery. I want something on my website to show that I can create cohesive bodies of work and just like have a portfolio of different collections in general. Another purpose could be I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this because I want the experience of creating 10 pieces that tell a cohesive story. Or I'm doing this because it fits with my business model. Like that's a super real reason. Um, I want to sell some work. I want to do it in an organized way. Here is the date at which it would feel good to release some work to my collectors. And I'm going to work on a series that fits that timeline. Of course, these are just examples and you can absolutely have a hybrid of reasons or a reason that I didn't just name, but I think identifying it going into it is very helpful. Okay, tip number two, now we're getting into some of the creation process, is to do pre-work. Like before you start in on the series, I think this phase of pre-work is so important. For me, what this often looks like is a period of undefined exploration. It's often the case for me that maybe I just released a series or I'm coming back from a long break and I know I'm ready to enter the collection building process, but maybe I'm a little rusty or I'm ready to do something new, but I don't actually know what that's going to be yet. And I kind of just need to like get my hands dirty. I need to find out what is most alive for me by engaging with the process of making. On a practical level, this will often look like Um, creating color palettes, um, doing studies, gathering inspiration, trying out new techniques that I've maybe wanted to try, um, combining different techniques and or new mediums, really like a lot of playing around without an end goal other than to just like see what feels interesting, what I'm liking together and what ideas are grabbing me most in this moment. And this phase for me often takes takes on phases. <laughs> um, a lot of the time there'll be like a gathering of inspiration period. Um, maybe that looks like a Pinterest board or it looks like um, watching something or reading a book that has inspired me in, a past, in the past um, or digging through old art books, like kind of getting my wheels turning and questions to be asked. This could also look like journaling um, about ideas or going through sketchbooks to find old ideas that maybe I skipped over. Um, So that's kind of like the beginning. And then maybe, like I said, there's like color palette play and things that I just do like on the backs of works that didn't work out. And then I kind of graduate into a middle phase, which I consider the study phase. And for those of you who have been around, you know I often sell these um, studies. So pro tip, if you feel like that this is a waste of time, studies are a great thing that you can sell later that can be totally disconnected from one another and don't have to meet the same standard as a finished piece. And they offer like a um, lower price point thing for collectors. But the studies are a great place for me to try out different ideas and see what's really sticking. My biggest piece of advice out of everything I'm going to share here is don't skip this phase. Um, 
because I find when I skip this phase and I just dive right in, like maybe I'm pressed for time or I just want to get it done or whatever, then I end up doing the exploratory phase while I'm doing the series. And sometimes that's okay. And like I said, you have to find your own process. And I'm going to actually say more about that in the next couple of tips. But if I go in totally ungrounded uh, in an idea or in a concept, that can lead to some frustration as I'm trying to piece together a narrative. Um, Or what ends up happening for me often is that the earlier pieces in the collection, you can tell that's when I was like trying to figure things out. And then later is when the collection actually comes together. And so sometimes that's okay. Like if you have lots of time for that and, you know, later on you want to section out those earlier pieces, that's totally an option for you. But what works best for me is giving myself free reign to explore and then getting a little more committal with the body of work. Okay, tip number three is to hone in on a unifying theme for your body of work. And maybe this is more of a step rather than a tip because um, by definition, a body of work has something that ties these pieces together. That's what makes them a group. But I want to get into this unifying theme a little bit more here because it is such an important part of this whole process. So first of all, you can be loose about it. You can pick something that's vague. You can pick something that's easy. My guess for you, because it's definitely true for myself, is that lots of new discoveries are going to be made as you start painting or creating the collection. In fact, that absolutely should be the case. (laughs) Um, I think it would be less exciting if you knew how everything was going to turn out. That's not really how art works. But going in with an intention for these pieces I, I do think is going to help rather than going in totally blindly especially if you struggle with consistency, if you go in completely blind and without intention um, or without an idea, you might find yourself struggling to piece something together along the way. Now, I've done bodies of work both ways. I've gone in completely open and like, let's just see what happens. And I've gone in with somewhat of an idea, a loose idea. And I have to say what's created the better work for me is the latter. So I'm going to give you some ideas on how you might pick this unifying theme or concept. Now, when I say theme or concept, that makes it sound automatically like it's going to be about the content of the work. And it can be, but it absolutely doesn't have to be. You can pick something that's aesthetic. So maybe all of these pieces are going to revolve around the color pink. I don't know where I got that idea. Just pulled it out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, So maybe it's aesthetic. Maybe it is about a subject matter, so maybe all of your pieces are an interpretation of the tree in your backyard, so that would be the subject. Um, Maybe it is conceptual, so maybe it is that all of these pieces are about the same thing. Maybe all of these pieces are about, you know, your experience of depression. And it can also be process-based, so maybe there's a way in which you usually paint And for this particular series, what you could do is you could tweak that process just a little bit and say, I'm going to approach all these works um, with this one change in my process. So maybe if you don't usually plan, you plan a little bit, or maybe you um, are like adding in collaging, you know, however you usually work. It's like, how could you make the tiniest change to create something new and different for this new journey that you're going on? 
if you tend to feel really restricted by rules in your work, um, I think something that works really well as an idea for a body of work is to respond to something. So this is a common thing people do is they respond to a poem or a song lyric or an older piece of art from like way back when or film, um, anything that you really like and is interesting to you. So that could mean that you do like an interpretation of it or you could base your pieces off of it. Keeping it conceptual like this um, helps helps keep things really, really open, you know? Um, and so if you feel daunted by being boxed in, I think that's a good way to go. And the last idea or possibility that kind of piggybacks off the idea of responding to something is to go in with a question. So I love thinking about it as what would happen if, like what would happen if I approached my work in this way? What would happen if I combine these two aesthetics or ideas together? What will be the result if X, Y, Z? And again, this is great for not being boxed in because you're leaving so much room for the unknown to occur, um, which I think is so much of what art is about. So that all being said, the idea, no matter which of those resonated with you or didn't, is to create this work to be different from what you've previously created. Um, because if it was just a repeat of work you had already done, why, why do it? So another question you could ask yourself is what am I going to do differently with this body of work than I've done with any of my previous work leading up to it? So last note about honing in on the idea for this series is that it can be really small. It can be tiny. In fact, I think um, the smaller and maybe even more specific, the better because there's still gonna be tons of room for all kinds of crazy things to happen and for you to be surprised and excited and act intuitively and spontaneously as you move along. It's just that one thing that's gonna bring them all together. And this might've been obvious in the ideas I gave, but in case it wasn't, I'll just add, um, it doesn't have to be seen aesthetically. Like I think when we, when we hear cohesion, we think like these colors go together, like this style all matches. And like, yes, that is one way to approach it, um, but they could also just all be about the same thing. You don't have to see the consistency necessarily with the naked eye. I think the key to honing in on what's right for you for your next body of work is to make sure it's something that feels genuinely interesting and exciting to you. If you end up picking something because you think you should, or it's going to please someone else, or it's going to cre create some sort of contrived result. Um, that's a recipe for getting bored <laughs> within the series. Uh, so it's really important to identify what's going to ho hold your interest. And I think part of the way we do that is in the pre-work phase that I had talked about in the last tip, figuring out how these things um, manifest in your hands and with your paints and your materials is going to give you an idea of how interesting something actually is to you. All right, if you would like to hear the last of the seven tips, there's four more, you can head on over to Patreon and sign up for the neon level support, which is $5 a month. Um, and the link to that is in the show notes. Uh, I hope that you got something out of those first couple tips. I hope that you join us over on Patreon and I will see you next week with a very exciting conversation and special guest. And until then, I'm sending you lots of love and tons of magic.